Galnet News Digest incorporating the Odyssey Informer, 17th of December 3306. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news, the engineers plan to show their worth. The personal way to kill. The Pilots' Federation opens the box. Engineers plan to show their worth. Engineer Laurie Jameson has announced that engineers everywhere are to go on a charm offensive in the wake of Imperial attempts to arrest Liz Ryder for her connection with NMLA terrorists. Ryder was duped into building the mechanism for bombs that were later used to badly damage five starports. Now the engineers say they have established lines of communication to better handle such incidents. They want to remind members of the Pilots' Federation how valuable and useful they can be, and have announced two initiatives. Firstly, all modules that are engineered between now and the 7th of January will be given enhanced effectiveness using the same amount of materials. This applies to all modules and all engineers in the bubble and in Colonia, and should allow modules to be engineered more quickly and with fewer materials than ever before. Secondly, the engineers have stated that for the first time ever, they will soon be willing to talk to commanders face-to-face. To discuss modifications, they hope that removing the veil and showing their personal touch will help commanders to appreciate their exquisite workmanship, and that commanders will be willing to come to their aid should any of them ever be threatened again. In other news, the Sirius Corporation has announced that it will be establishing Marlinist colonies in eight systems in early January next year. This will greatly reduce political and social pressure in federal border systems. However, a spokesperson for the Marlinist refugees has stressed that while they are grateful for the assistance, they ultimately want to return to Imperial space and establish their republic there. And Zachary Rackham's new outpost in HIP 58832, known as Rackham's Peak, with an astonishing view over the galactic plane, is offering equally high prices for pretty much all forms of alcoholic beverage, rare or otherwise. Commanders are warned that the system is only accessible using fleet carriers. The personal way to kill. It's now six years since the Pilots' Federation authorised the use of the new frameshift drive technology that has transformed life in the galaxy. But it has been looking forwards, not back, with commanders soon to be invited to mingle with civilians in starports and on planetary surfaces. The Pilots' Federation is keen to show off new ways of killing these mud-footed clodhoppers in the pursuit of even more wealth for its members. And today... At an arms show organised by the Pilots' Federation, manufacturers showed off some of the exciting developments coming soon. Manticore, the company better known for mining Olympics, showed off its Dominator heavy armour combat suit. The only suit capable of two primary weapons and grenades, the suit of choice for combat situations. It also showed off its range of multi-role plasma weapons, which, in the hands of a skilled operator, can take down shields and crush armour. Takada showed off its laser weaponry, designed specifically to drop shields, and kinematics showed its rather more traditional kinetic weapons, which are effective against unshielded targets. 
two other suit manufacturers also exhibited their wares, with Remlock supplementing its flight suit with a new Maverick utility suit, which has a good backpack and a very useful arc cutter. And Supertech, the company that lost out to DuraDrive in the competition to develop a new human-computer interface, has developed a suit designed specifically for exploration and survival. Also on show were explosive and EMP grenades, which are good against armour and shields, respectively, and a defensive grenade, which can pop up a temporary shield to provide protection. This is just the start of the process of getting its members ready for getting out of their spaceships and SRVs, but the Pilots' Federation has high hopes that its members' futures will be utterly transformed. The Pilots' Federation opens the box. The normally tight-lipped Pilots' Federation has opened the lid just a tiny little bit on the Pandora's box of information about walking around on planets, and a few tiny snippets of information have escaped. Galnet News Digest went out to catch those snippets using a butterfly net. And this is what we found out. Will Powerplay be changing at all? Not telling. <coughs> Open only. Will there be diversity when we walk around on planets? Will there be fat and thin people, tall and short? Height and weight are currently not customisable, which means that our range of seasonal Santa Remlock suits will be unusually muscular. But there will be a vast number of ways commanders can customise their avatars in-game to give themselves a truly unique experience. For example... Commanders can choose to make any part of their Remlock suit completely transparent, adding a frisson of excitement to every encounter. Will our helmets have night vision mode so we can see in the dark? Suits will have various functions commanders will be able to upgrade them with. Night vision is one of these functions, as is the peril-sensitive Remlock visor. Will there be overhangs on planets? No, there will not. The Pilots' Federation does not take kindly to commanders who are hungover. And we don't want to give the elite racers any more vertical surfaces to show they can climb up. That's frankly rather annoying. How will commanders' computer systems be interconnected? The Pilots' Federation will continue to use peer-to-peer -peer networking for the most integrated experience. We will support all forms of rapid disconnection from the server and aim to make it as difficult as possible to prove the unplugging of network cables. Will we be able to walk around on high-gravity worlds? We have an upper cap on high-gravity worlds, where it would not be safe for commanders to deploy. We will raise that cap in the starter zone to really get new commanders used to the crushing, grinding weight of the game. And gravity. On planets, gravity affects how high you can jump, and particularly how effective your jump pack is. On low-G planets, you can get quite a lot of distance, and we fully expect Alec Turner to invent a silly word like flaking. Grenades also follow trajectories based on gravity, and there will be a prize for the first person to get one into orbit. Will we be floating around in outposts? For outposts, whilst we're in zero-G, we use magnetised boots to keep the commander on the floor. And the Centauri Megagen in the Hutton Bar comes in sippy cups. Mugs are completely useless there. With all the new gear we'll be getting, are there plans to increase the storage limit for modules? Nope. We're reducing it to whatever you can fit onto a charm bracelet. 
Will there be a possibility of mining on the surface of planets? You won't be able to mine on foot, but you will be able to visit small mining settlements and buy small and utterly useless keyring trinkets made out of whatever mineral they mine there after your guided tour. As you exit through the gift shop. Will we be able to walk around fleet carriers and maybe visit the bridge? Just because you own the fleet carrier doesn't mean you can act like you own it. You jolly well have to sit inside your ship staring at a blank hangar wall while all the amazing jump graphics are happening invisibly outside. Will cosmetic ship kits make a difference to how I can use it? Will I be able to impale commanders on my reverse spikes? Ship kits will change the collision point for all ships. We definitely want to encourage commanders to collect as many rotting skeletons on their radar spikes as possible. We will be selling an upgrade for SRV that adds spinning blades to the wheels for maximum carnage. Will we be able to fly other commanders' ships? Can I steal someone's ship? The security mechanism built into each ship means that it can only be flown by its owner. However, physical multi-crew allows commanders to fly or drive another commander's ship launch fighter or surface reconnaissance vehicle. Yes, you can drive someone else's SRV. Over a cliff, if you want. You won't have to pay the rebuy. Treat it like a rental. Can we hire non-pilots Federation pilots to drive an SRV? No. Union rules apply. Go and make some friends. Can we customise our handheld weapons? Will we be able to change and add sights, scopes, attachments, skins and so on? Weapons will be able to be customised in a variety of ways, both internally and externally, from sights and suppressors to weapon skins that are purely aesthetic. However, they will always look like plastic toy guns. Will the first commander to land on a planet be commemorated? Yes, we will log first footfall on a per-commander, per-planet basis, but only if the commander types, this is one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind into the chat window before he steps off the ladder. Will a commander who's not received a permit to walk on foot be able to drive an SRV to meet other commanders who are on foot? Yes, we are considering this option, as it will give commanders who can't afford Odyssey the opportunity to accidentally run over their richer on-foot comrades. That might be actually quite good fun. Will we be able to use our current flight suits when we get up to walk? Only if you want to look like a cheapskate who can't be bothered to spend some money on a proper EVA suit. If a commander doesn't like shooting people, is that all right? The Pilots' Federation encourages its members to blaze their own trail. And that's not changing. Shooting people will always be optional. Getting shot? Rather less so. It's a dangerous galaxy out there. And that's this week's Galnet News, incorporating the Odyssey Informer. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>